Welcome to the Chantal Hyde Canada's Dating Coach Podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantal loves to say, let's do this. Hello, Felipe. How are you? I'm good. I was what has happened since the last time we talked so much <laughs> oh okay when which, when was the last time we talked what did we okay so the last time we talked that was may 6 the last time you and i had a session you had gone on a date with bad breath guy and he seemed we're calling to be- him we're calling him square guy Calling him Square now. So we went on a date with Square. He had bad breath. We talked about how he acted on the date. He seemed to be be trying to push the love language thing. I gave you guidelines on how to establish what would make you more comfortable to see if he would be able to accommodate that. Yep. First of all, you're freaking amazing. I'm just doing what you tell me to do and it's freaking working. Okay. And I'm, I want to say I'm like, I'm, I am a little surprised, but also I'm not surprised either. It's just fantastic. So I sent him a text message and I said, listen, I think you're a really great guy. And all the areas, but I have a sensitive sniffer. I can't get past the bad breath. I don't know if it's halitosis or if you have a medical condition or something. And, but that has caused me not to really be attracted to you or have like chemistry. I'm good with just being friends. And his response back, is what did it for me because <laughs> his response back was okay because first of all i'm a people recovering people pleaser which you have helped me recognize that doesn't mean that i'm a super kind amazing person it just means i'm uncomfortable with other people being uncomfortable and i have to get past that which i have been recognizing that in so many areas of my life wow I just have always struggled with speaking my truth, with saying what I want, because I'm uncomfortable with how they're going to respond. So I just told him and his response back was, yeah, I've been told that before and not very often, but it's happened before and it's not every day. And I don't know what was wrong that night, but I will definitely make an effort to change that in the future. And I really appreciate your honesty. And if you would still like to be friends, I think you're an amazing person, however I get you. Whether that's romantic or in a friendship, I just definitely want you in my life. And that right there, that response, showed me what kind of man he was and i was just 
just admirable of his character that he would respond that way and not be like, bitch, please, you have these flaws, like all this stuff. And that he still wanted to be friends. And he still me like, here's three options to do next week if you would like to go out. He didn't know this at the time, but I was dealing with a battle with my ex where I had to file a restraining order. And it was really taking a huge emotional toll on me. I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty of that, but I was exhausted. I didn't even want to be chatting with men on these dating apps or be going out on dates. So I just, re I, re I just called him and told him, I'm like, okay, if you want to be my friend, here's what's going on in my life. And can you handle that? Cause I can't, I'm barely handling it. And it's a huge struggle. And if I go out with you Wednesday night, I don't even know what kind of mood I'm going to be in or if I'm going to be even an enjoyable company. And I told him what was going on, thinking for sure he's going to run for the hills and be like, I want to be with somebody who has to get a restraining order against her ex. That's drama and crazy. But again, his response was so like, that is very difficult. I'm so sorry you're going through that. No man should be treating you that way or acting that way. I think you should let me take you out if you're comfortable and I could maybe just give you a break from your emotion and show you a good time. Or I'll just sit there with you and listen, whatever you need, a shoulder to cry on or a good time and distraction. And that was like, that started changing things for me. So. We met at a mutual location. We drove to this dinner and arcade place. And he was like, okay, you need to smell my breath and make sure that it's okay. Or if I need to add mint or something. And I smelt it and I was like, oh my God, it's totally fine. Yeah. It wasn't a chronic issue like I thought it might be. It was just a stupid one night situation. And... We had so much fun. He, I am someone who, I have two businesses. I'm generally very focused and driven. But when it's time to play, I really like to play and just cut loose and be like a kid and have fun. And we did that. And of course, he paid for everything which doesn't even I don't offer because he invites me and I would like to talk to you about that yeah. but he was lovely we had so much fun we were dying laughing and he drove me back to my car and I went home and th that was a little over a week ago, we haven't been able to see each other since because both of our got us got our kids 
and have had our kids this week, but we've talked on the phone or texted every day. And I just got to, I'm amazed. I am amazed. His text messages, if I'm, are, if just as much as mine, or if not longer, he responds to everything with wittiness, intelligence, and he's paying attention. He, he is definitely making me know that I'm a priority in his life. And he said, one point he sent me a message saying, look, I remember you told me your birthday is July 21st. So I bought tickets for two people to this comedy show on your birthday. If you have plans and you don't want to go or you want to go out with your girlfriends or you have a boyfriend by then, no problem. But I just want you to know that if you don't have any plans, I would love to celebrate you on your birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, I will definitely go with you. I don't have plans. I'm not going to be exclusive with anyone by then because that's less than three months away. And you're so thoughtful to ask me in such advance and to do that. And yes, I would love to go. So then I had court on Thursday and I he knew all about it. And he was just sending me all these messages in the morning like, you're a badass, way to go for standing up for yourself, speaking up for yourself and not letting this man harass you anymore. He was just really wonderful. And also, and I think this is really where my feelings started to change. He found my TikToks. Oh, boy. <laughs> And because we became Facebook friends and I was, we have mutual friends, which I really like that. And I could, I even scrolled through the years and saw that his wife is still pictures on there. Like he wasn't this angry man that deleted every evidence of his wife. Cause I hate when people do that. His Facebook was great, but he found my TikTok and he said, listen, I want you to know that I did discover your TikTok account. You hadn't told me about it, so I didn't know if it was okay for me to watch, but I did watch them. He said, and I saw the videos that you made about me and having bad breath and how you felt about that. Yeah. I was so fucking nervous. And, and he was like, and I just want to thank you for being such an honest person. He said, nothing that I saw on any of your videos hasn't been anything that you haven't already said to me. He's, you are exactly how you are in person as you are in the videos. He said, and I'm reading comments and you're helping so many women and doing such a great job. And I love how authentic and vulnerable and open you are to life. He's, and, if, and this is what you need to be doing for the rest of your life. He said, however, I did see your video where you said that you don't like men you're dating watching your TikToks because they will find out too much about you. So I stopped at that 
And if you don't want me to watch them, I'll totally respect your wishes. <laughs> and I basically just have been melting ever since that. Like, he is so respectful. He's so attentive. He's so appreciative of me. He's so kind, witty, funny, adventurous. Even though we call him square, because that's what he called himself in the beginning, because he doesn't drink coffee, drink alcohol, drink coffee. He's never done drugs or anything like that. And he says the only, the reason is he just has never had to. He's always had a zest for life. And, but he's fine if anybody else does it or if I do it. But he's not like a square person. He's super fun and adventurous. And then I told him it was okay for him to continue to watch my TikTok videos, that I didn't have anything to hide. And so yesterday he sent me flowers because he saw my TikTok where I didn't get flowers that I had to buy myself flowers on Mother's Day. And he said, I saw that video because you're telling me I can. And <laughs> you deserve to be respected and treated um, like the treasure that you are. You deserve flowers. And I just want you to know that you are a treasure. <laughs> so, what? Our date is August 5th. <laughs> yeah, that's your kiss date. That's our kiss date. That's one of the questions I wrote down to ask you. What's your kiss date? August 5th. Yeah. And yeah. They our first date was on Cinco de Mayo, okay. August 5th, or May 5th. So, our kiss date is August 5th. And I am going to Maryland the week after that to visit my family. And I invited him to come with me for that week. Ooh, so now that, that's, that invitation should come with an if because that kiss on August 5th comes with an if. Yes. And, and that's what I said in the text message. Yeah. I just want you to keep your calendar open that week. If yeah. everything goes as planned, I would love to take you to meet my family and spend a week in a hotel with you. And here's, and spend a week in a hotel, yeah. Because, because that's the thing, no kissing for three months. It's, it's, some people ask what happens after three months, and I'm like, baby girl, whatever you want, right? Whatever you want. You want to wait another month for sex, wait another month. You want to jump their bones for a week straight, then do it. Jump That's what I want to do. For a week <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love this. <clears throat> I was thinking about your birthday too. You can maybe have like you, him and friends for your birthday, right? You can open up that invitation to friends joining you guys at the comedy club. And it's like a birthday outing with you and friends. And we want to start creating at some point opportunities where he can meet your people. And you are meeting his people because I think the questions you have for me is what do I do now? What do we do now? Because now I'm like, oh, I'm all about him. He's looking so fun to me, but it's still a long time between now and the first kiss. And what I yes. want to keep saying to yourself is good so far. 
so I don't emotionally masturbate. Yeah. Good so far. Good so far. You said something that said, raises those red flags for me, for you, right? The red flags for me, for you is when I see you going into La Land, going into imagination, fantasy land, the castle in the sky. And I see that in your words when he said, I told him he had bad breath. And this was his response was showed me what kind of man he is. Incorrect. Maybe, maybe showed you what kind of man he is. We need to stay in maybe land because we don't have enough to see patterns. Yes, this is why I need you. (laughs) Because I easily like to... It's just so fun to just drift off into La La Land. It's so easy because what's happening right now is your chemicals have amped up. Even though you haven't kissed, your serotonin levels have gone up. That's your happiness. Would you say you feel happier lately? Yeah. Because Mother Nature amped your chemicals. Would you say you feel more rewarded lately? That's dopamine. Yes. Because Mother Nature amped your chemicals. You are in a chemical high, even though you haven't kissed, because Mother Nature is trying to get you to procreate. Wow. So I am in a chemical high. I like being high. I, it's wonderful. And we're not adding the kiss chemical because you will lose your mind. Girl, there's a difference between starting pain and taking heroin. Yes. Difference. And what we're not doing is taking the heroin. Now he's showing a lot of wonderful behaviors. And we acknowledge that and we appreciate that. And something we're going to talk about today is how we're going to reciprocate that. Okay. I did tell him that after he sent me the flowers, that it's a fucking competition now. (laughs) And that. Um, I said, you've set the bar high, but I also am good at showing somebody that I appreciate them and game on motherfucker. That's what I said. That's an abundance in a relationship, right? This is, there's a level of a relationship to this because you know each other's names. You are in contact with each other. You and I have a relationship, Holly. When I'm live streaming, I have a relationship with these people. Instead of going into fantasy land and saying, he's always going to be this way, which by the way, let me prepare you. The courtship phase, which is what you're in right now, Holly, is inefficient. It is inefficient. Maybe the flowers will continue on. Maybe the long conversations will continue on. This is maybes. But when we are in this place, this heightened chemical reaction place, We go into inefficient behaviors and we barely notice it. We will sleep less, but not be tired. We'll stay up later talking to these people, get up at the same time, still feel energized because we're still thinking about them because of the chemical high that we're on. We'll spend more money than we normally would. We'll take time away from friends and family and our business and our life, more time away from these things than we normally would because we're so infatuated with this person. Because that chemical high from Mother Nature trying to drive you into each other to procreate. So we need to acknowledge that as wonderful as this moment is, the one thing you can count on changing is the fact that everything will change. 
So as wonderful as this is, there will be some shifts and evolutions. Will it shift downward? Will the attention go away? Will we see the red flags? Then it's a good thing we didn't kiss them. Will it shift upwards? As we settle more into the relationship, we solidify more. I gain more confidence in this person. The more I learn about them, the more confidence I have, the, the safer I feel. The safer I feel, the more relaxed I am. The more relaxed I am, the more happy and comfortable I am. And so we shift from this infatuation to building a life together. Now we have to get efficient again. We have to get more efficient with our time, more efficient with our resources. Maybe there's less flowers, maybe there's less communication, but what we're doing now instead of this courtship is we're building something. We've had conversations about how we're gonna save money and then pool our money and combine our money and build a bigger dynasty together. And we're focused on that. We've shifted our focus from courtship to building. There's shifts and evolutions that happen in every relationship. My husband and I had sex three times a day when we first met. We have it about once a week now. And we go with these shifts and evolutions and we take them on with grace because we accept how things change. Our bodies change. Our brains change. Our ability to spend time together changes. But I want you to keep saying good so far. I want you to keep bringing yourself down from that castle in the sky because I see you, Holly, going up in there. And there's nothing wrong with that enjoy this time because the honeymoon stage with somebody right every person that you will fall in love with will have this honeymoon stage and it's like taking ecstasy for the first time you can only have that first time one time so yeah enjoy this relax into it but don't go so far into the clouds your feet leave the ground yeah that is something that I definitely have to keep reminding myself. There are moments where I want to text him like, babe, and, uh, and be even a little sexy and stuff. And I keep reminding myself. Actually, what I keep telling myself is this man is worth me doing this. Yes, yes. Because he is such a good man. He is. Uh, I never would have picked him out of a lineup for me. Ever. You're the only reason why I spoke to him. Because his profile pictures were not that great. And you were like, you have to do a video call. If he's that great writing, I don't know why I'm talking like you're a witch. You're not a witch. Um, <laughs> but you're like, you have to do a video call. You need to. And that video call, in seeing him, like he looks so much better, so much better on video than in photos. And his whole personality. And like you said, like his confidence and. Okay, here's another thing that I really like about him. He goes and does stuff by himself all the time. <laughs> and I love that because that means, number one, I can go do stuff by myself. You've learned to love your life and be okay with being alone. And you've learned to enjoy life and not having to need someone else to make it happy and fun and exciting for you. So. I love that about him as well. But 
I don't know if you need to continue because I have another question. Go on, yeah. So there are still men messaging me on the dating apps. They're all boring as fuck. Okay, this man has set the bar so freaking high with how he communicates with me that all the other men, there's probably been 150 so far, which happens, that happens in the beginning when you first get on, you're the shiny new toy. And none of them even hold a candle and conversate the way this man does. And honestly, you know what I have found? And this is a, I'm going to say a very judgmental statement. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. The more attractive the man is, the worse he is at conversating. So when I teach my clients to go find a partner, I say, go for the average man. Go for the average man. They are gold, the average looking one, the one that you wouldn't look twice at. The one that you would not look twice at, look twice. Because yet inside the average man, a lot of them are above average. And when you get inside and you start unwrapping all of that, this above average personality and character changes how they appear because it's above average. And let me tell you, I wouldn't look twice at him if I passed him in a store. Not at all. But oh, baby girl, I know who he is and I can't take my eyes off him. Yes. Whereas so many of these attractive men and women, I'm not, I'm just saying, I think that they have relied on their looks for so long to get them so far. And when you start unraveling them, you realize, oh, there's not much inside. You haven't had to develop a personality or good conversation skills or something. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you've got a pretty face, but that's about it. And I'm so grateful for you because I realized that in the past, I've been dating men basically based on Do they make my vagina throb? Like when I look at them, is this, if he makes that wake up and then I'll move forward. But then I've I've done that in the past. And I've discovered, of course, that really good sex can keep you in a bad relationship for quite a few years. And I really have switched my mentality to... I'm trying to find a best friend here. I'm trying to best find a best friend. And whether if he's open, if he is that who's teachable with sex, I just need you to be teachable with sex because I could teach you how to do it right and how I like it. But I, the most important thing is I'm trying to find a best friend who I'm going to be happy waking up to every day doing. M- Montane, mundane, mundane tasks, you know, around the house, going on adventures with, taking vacations with, retiring with. 
And that's got to be a best friend, in my opinion. What do you think? The foundation is friendship, shared goals and timelines, appreciation of each other's efforts, ability to communicate and solve things together. Okay, I need to write those down. The foundation is friendship. Friendship. Respect. Respect. Shared goals and timelines. Timelines. Appreciation of each other's efforts. Efforts. Okay. Ability to communicate and solve things together. Okay. And make each other laugh. Is that in your book? No. Is that in this book? Is it's, that in a different book? It's not. It, I, I just, I keep coming up with stuff all the time, Holly. You do. I know. I love it. Okay. So far with this man, so far, yeah. good so far, so far, all of these things are there and I have not seen one red flag yet. But here's my problem. I'm supposed to be continuing to date other men. Yes. And none of them are interesting to me. Then don't date somebody who doesn't seem interesting. Okay. How do I do that without putting all my eggs in one basket? Good. You keep so far. Keep grounded. Every... It's your self-talk that matters. Okay. What you are saying has a huge influence on you. So if you find yourself saying, he's so amazing, fix that with so far. Yeah. Just keep addressing thoughts, right? Now, here's the thing. I always, like, like, people say, how do you know he's not sleeping with other people? How do you know he's not doing something else with anyone? And I say, listen, the person you're going to pick, if you follow my way, if you follow my methodology, the person you choose obviously finds you more interesting than anybody else, right? And yes. I want you to do what you want to do. If you meet somebody and you want to go for coffee, if while you are talking to Mr. Square, Nobody else seems to be interesting enough. Don't force yourself. But this is about a genuine journey. And it's about not saying no to opportunities until you fully understand who you're going to select and reject other people for. I'm not going to reject this person, stranger B, for Mr. Square, even though Mr. Square for 30 days has been so amazing. But then I meet stranger B and he seems interesting. So this one, Mr. Square is amazing. Stranger B is interesting. I'll say yes to getting a coffee with stranger B. I might get rid of stranger B after four coffees. Mr. Mm. Square might get eliminated on week six because Mr. Square showed something he didn't show before. And I went, uh-uh, not for me. 
Mm-hmm. And so I didn't say no to the opportunity to get in coffee with stranger B simply because I was seeing Mr. Square, because I don't know at what point of the journey, either of them will be eliminated from the running. Yes. If in those three months, nobody seems interesting enough for you to want to take the time to go take a coffee, then you don't. Yeah. They're bad. It's bad. It's. (laughs) I, for example, this one guy on the dating app, we were talking and I was like, listen, um, this is boring. It might be different if we met in person, but this is just boring. And he wrote, oh, we should meet in person. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's try that. And he was like, where do you live? And I told him like around this area. And I, and he said, okay, do you know where this area is? And I said, yeah, is that where you live? And then his response was, yes. And then I haven't heard from him in three days. You said you want to get together. You say you want to hang out, but you don't actually ask me. Like, it's so weird. And pitiful pitiful and i think it's because other women are being more accommodating maybe they'll do the work yeah yeah selfish short-term thinker is lazy this is why there's a, a technique that i teach in no more assholes which is the hit and run flirting technique And with the hit and run technique, you go up to them, have a short conversation, say, oops, I got to go, got a meeting to get to. Here's my contact info. Get a hold of me, we'll grab a coffee. And the reason why it's on them to get a hold of you instead of you to get their contact info and then follow up and then set up a date is because we want to pick the one who has work ethic. The one who takes the time to reach out to you and say, hey, remember me? I'm the guy at the coffee shop. Let's schedule coffee. There's a little bit of work ethic in there. And I don't want to be the one to make all the work, but how do I know I won't be until I set up systems? This is all about systems. And so the system for seeing if somebody respects you is giving them the opportunity to show you they respect you. The system for seeing if somebody's interested enough in you is seeing if they will pursue you. Yeah. Square Man said, that we talked about how we're not exclusive and we are seeing other people. And he did tell me the other night that there's one woman that he's been getting to know for six weeks, another for three weeks, another for a week, and that he would... He has set up dates with them and will continue to do. But he said, if you, if there's any point where you would rather go out, I will, I would happily drop any of them in a second to go out with you. He's, you're at the top of the list for sure. Our conversations are better than any conversation I've ever had with a woman before. So you're definitely the priority in my book. So. I think that is very sweet. It's very sweet. 
very open, very communicative, very honest, of honesty. A good man is honest, even if that doesn't work for him. He took a risk being that honest about his dating experience, what's going on right now, because he risked you saying, oh, you're seeing other people, I'm out of here. Exactly right. That's what a, that's what a good man is. They are honest, and if their honesty is going to work against them, so be it. They'd rather be honest. Yes, I feel the same way in my life. Um, this is what it is. <laughs> Take it or leave it. It's who I am, and I do think that he is a very genuine, kind, honest man who just loves life and which is I just never would have thought he's a software engineer guy he loves heavy metal and honestly I thought that he was like this IT dorky guy which he is a little bit which is honestly super cute but he's also very adventurous and very fun. And I, I was a little concerned about the heavy metal because I was like, when you go to these concerts, because he goes to one a month, are you like dressing in like heavy metal garb and wearing like a long wig and like a headband and bandana and all this stuff? And he's, no, I go in there as I am. I'm wearing a polo shirt and khakis and I'm in the pit singing along. (laughs) And I'm like, that must look really weird to everybody else. Are you like moshing and headbanging? And he's like, no, I just stand there and sing. So I'm nothing against heavy metal people, but I, I must have some internalized (laughs) judgment against people who go to heavy metal concerts and he completely blew all of them away so that he's quirky and i love it (laughs) that's weird right is that weird no he's quirky and i love it i love that he's quirky you're very cute when you're smitten holly (laughs) he makes me feel safe yes so a man is a source of comfort safety and support let me write that down comfort safety and support oh my god yes each other that's whatever that's a friendship that's a relationship that's what we need to be for each other i got some questions for you about him okay Does he talk about his friends? Yes. He has some friends that are females. One in particular is a woman who's his neighbor who has a boyfriend. They never had anything themselves. She just is is his neighbor with six kids and he's got three kids. And so they've become friends and they've walked uh, the dog together. He's got a couple of guy friends here that he hangs out with, usually going to concerts. 
he is he's Jewish from Brooklyn, New York, which I never in a million years thought I would date a Jewish guy from Brooklyn. But he's non-practicing Jew, which is good. We have our we have the same kind of religious beliefs. He has a friend in New York that he's flying back to hang out with and go to a Metallica concert with. So he does have friends, which is nice. Good. Has he talked about you meeting his friends? Not yet. It's still, it's very early with that. Yes. That is something that you need to do before you kiss. Meet his friends and meet his kids. Yes. So the kids would be, I would say, I would wait two months before the kids. So wait two months, see what you built in two months. And if at two months you're like, you know, this has been building up instead of deconstructing, right? Yes. Fading and falling apart. So we want to give enough time to see if it's going to fade or fall apart before we involve kids. So two months is a good guideline because it still gives you another month of building after meeting the kids. The way you want to meet the kids is in a neutral way, on neutral territory. So not at your place, not at his place necessarily. And maybe it could be dinner at his place, but you just, you want to do it casually, right? This is my I first thing. Since I have a fish farm and he has all boys, I was thinking maybe he could just bring them here. He could be like, hey, I have a friend who has a fish farm. Do you want to go fish? And they could come and I could teach them to fish and everything like that. That's wonderful because it's casual. It's it's a yeah. kind of place. It's being introduced in a casual way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Do you know, you talk about his confidence. Have you oh. asked him how he became so confident? Mm. We have talked about that and he has a really great relationship with his mother and they, she's in a nursing home in New York and they FaceTime every Saturday and I don't know. He said he just grew up feeling he didn't grow up religious and because I think religion can really screw people up in their confidence and how they think about them being raised to believe that you're inherently wrong and a sinner and you need a savior and all that kind of stuff. I know, I believe that's what really affected me. But he just says, I don't know, I've just always had a love for life and enjoyed being myself. And I don't really care what other people think about me. Even when I walk into all these heavy metal concerts looking like an IT guy, um, he's, I don't, I just, I like who I am. Okay. Now, some people that came very easily naturally to them and some people had to develop their confidence. My husband is very confident. But that was a decision that he made when he was in his early teens and he started to feel insecure about stuff. And he said to himself, that's not who I want to be. I don't want to be an insecure person. I want to be a confident person. And then every time he felt insecure, he worked on that 
until confident was his new way of being instead of giving into the insecurity and letting that become his new way of being. So he, he picked a fork in the road. Do I continue to feel this insecurity or do I change this insecurity into confidence? And right. my husband has done that very well, changed his insecurity into confidence. So it's interesting that to me that he says he's always had that. I would, I, this is why it's important to see who their friends are too, because sometimes that never having to kind of address your humanity, you know, that. In, because that's what insecurity is. It is humanity. We are designed with insecurity woven into our DNA because if everybody had 100 out of 100 when it comes to confidence, we'd all be fighting for the top spot. So because yes. we have insecurity in our DNA, it helps our social structure, which is hierarchy. And so the insecurity in our hardwiring helps us put ourselves on the ladder so that we're not all fighting for the top spot, but we place each other on the rung that we feel we most attach to. Yes. You might feel like you're too insecure to be on a higher rung, but then you tackle your insecurity and put yourself on a higher rung. But I'm keeping an eye on how he's always been confident and secure because who knows if that turns into a red flag down the road. Because this is somebody who maybe has a level of narcissism or somebody who maybe has a level of, what is it, when you're a, a serial killer? A psychopath. Right? Maybe a little level of psychopathy, right? If you've never addressed insecurity. So again, this is why we always say good right now, because we always want to, okay, this is really fantastic, but... Here's another thing. Some people are really great daters, but they're not really great partners. And so some people thrive on first impressions, but they're not really good long-term partners. This is why we do three months. We're looking for patterns. We're looking to see mm -hmm. if that initial, maybe this is love bombing. We don't know. And so we keep grounding ourselves into reality saying, good so far. Um, is he insecure about anything? he admits I'm not he's not the best at this or that but he's I'm okay with that that's his attitude I haven't seen any narcissistic traits he's very willing to take criticism he's willing to respect my boundaries he's complimentary supportive very kind and yeah I haven't seen and I'm looking hard especially after this whole restraining order that I just went through and realizing how much I actually didn't know about my ex that he was lying to me and pretending to be all these things like even where he worked for a year, I thought he's been working at this place. And then I finally called there. They're like, yeah, we have no history of this man working here. Yeah. So I am cautious and 
definitely. And he did tell me about like his relationship with his ex-wife and what went wrong throughout the course of their marriage and stuff. And he's not mean about her. He's not disrespectful about her. They had an amicable divorce. He lives in the neighborhood next door. And he has his kids 50-50. And according to him, he's the primary caregiver of the kids because the mother is very career focused and has excelled further in her career than he did because somebody had to pull back and take care of the kids. Um, so I actually really like that about him. Yeah. How but go for? I like this too. Three years. Yeah. When he got divorced, he spent the first two and a half years. Of course, all of this is just what he's told me. I don't know facts, but he says he spent the first two and a half years just Moving, getting into a house, settling down, getting into the routine with the boys and and working on himself. And plus it was COVID during that time. So there wasn't really a lot to go out and do. And so just recently he's got back on the apps and has been dating, but he hasn't had us a serious relationship with anyone okay. since his marriage. Okay. Is that a red flag? No, it's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Absolutely oh. fine. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, we got a little bit of time left. Let's talk about reciprocity. Okay. Okay. So he sounds like the kind of man who is going to... Uh, like 90% of the time be more comfortable paying for things um with these kind of men you have to be sneaky about paying for stuff and something that I would recommend you do is say I'm gonna go to the bathroom grab your purse grab the waitress on your way to the bathroom and give her your card and say I'm covering the bill so that's how you can sneak in paying for the bill when you guys go out for something to eat hello Okay, so here, I'll tell you what my philosophy has been and you tell me what you think. What I've always said to the guys that I, the men I've dated and had relationships with were when we go out, I'm very comfortable with you paying when we go out. When we stay in, I'll do the groceries and cook and pay in that way so that I'm reciprocating. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, for example, this Monday night, he gave me options. He always gives me like three options, which I fucking love. Okay. And so I picked the, a Beach Boys concert. The Beach Boys are in Charlotte. So he's taking me to see the Beach Boys. And so I said, okay. How do you feel about me reciprocating and taking you on a date Wednesday? And he, of course, said yes. So 
I am taking him to uh, Discovery Place, which is a science museum, to see the planetarium because I'm a big dork, but also I'm a big Marvel superhero fan, and they have a Marvel superhero exhibit there that I really want to see. Yes. And so I am taking him to that on Wednesday. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Does he seem to carry gum mints around with him? He probably does now. Okay. And do you always have that with you? Yes. Okay. If he has bad breath again, take out your gum and say, hey, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you in my head all the time with the things that you said to your husband about his goatee and how he smelled and the cologne and all that stuff. So I think one of my biggest mistakes that I made in dating was that I wasn't very upfront and clear about who I was and what I wanted and that I was just so much more accommodating. And I think the problem with being accommodating is although it's nice and you come across as a nice person, it's disingenuous and you attract the wrong people. And so I'm much more now, this is who I am. This is what I like. Can we work with it? Yeah. And that has made such a world of difference. These men that are trying to send me messages and I'm yawning. And they it's obvious. It's so obvious that they want me to do the emotional labor of carrying the conversation. And I've just refused to do it. I've dated a guy like that before. And it became such a problem in our relationship because he was like, when we talk on the phone, you don't have anything to say. You're not being flirtatious. And like you used to. And I had to say to him, okay, but you've never been. So maybe you take a turn and do it. And he was like, I don't know how. I, so I refuse to be with a man that's like that again. I need a man who's a good conversationalist, who's witty, who's funny, who's can talk about anything from philosophy and quantum physics to Marvel superheroes and dick jokes. I need that. Yeah. So I'm not going to carry that anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you don't need to. There's so many lazy people out there. And this is why I can't, I don't know. I Should I get a dollar every time I say, this is why we use a no kissing for three months dating rule. Because we're just, we're giving them space to show us who they are. And everybody keeps saying, you're so controlling. You have all these rules. Who are you with four kids to have rules and shit? The only person I'm controlling is myself. That's it. And I don't know how they can't see that, but, but also, yes, it gives us an opportunity to just breathe, to take the sex off the table, to breathe for three months and really just get to know each other and see if we can be best friends. And 
so far, this man, like, is could totally be my best friend. We like doing the same things, and it, he is so much fun. And I love as an okay. So as an event planner, even with all my girlfriends, I was always the girl that planned everything. And it got exhausting after a while. And so to have a man who's so on top of that leading, I will follow. Yes. Lead me. I would love to follow. I love this. Yeah. I love following. So amazing so far. Yes. Yes. Really. Me too. And I, if... Even if he's not the one, he has given me hope. He has shown me that really good men exist out there that I definitely should not be focusing initially on appearance. That's been a huge thing, honestly. That's been a big eye-opener for me. So... Yeah, he's taught me so much and has set the bar high. And I'm so grateful for him for that. And he's got really really good taste in flowers. I want to give you one tip before we go, and then I'll ask you the question. I always ask at the end of the sessions. Okay. The tip for you is if you're out with him and he has bad breath, the way to address it. Instead of going, hey, you have some bad breath. Okay, you some, right? Instead of seeing that, just reach in your pocket first, grab the gum and go, hey, I brought this for you. Yeah. Because that's exactly what I would do with my girlfriend. I'd just be like, hey, you want some gum? <laughs> and easy peasy. And I don't have a problem doing that. And he is, I really feel comfortable saying anything to him at this point. Because he's so receptive and respectful and also, so far, humble. Really humble. I am cautiously optimistic. And it's just really nice. And thank God that we do have kids and stuff and can't spend every moment together. <laughs> that would make the three-month rule very difficult because he does have these juicy-ass lips. Oh, yeah. Impulse control. Impulse control. And he's six foot two. And if you guys start hugging, if you guys start holding, you will move in for the kiss you're gonna you're gonna find yourself doing this holly turn the head at the turn, the head. turn it you'll be i want you to turn and just laugh in his shoulder just laugh in his shoulder just turn it into a funny moment oh my god i just i almost kissed you but nope it's not august 5th yet okay i also really have a strong desire to feel his dick <laughs> oh i know of course but we're not sexualizing yet. We're not sexualizing. Keeping it above the waist. Okay. Unless it's it goes. No, listen, you're going to be masturbating to him. We all know this. 
And yes. that, there's nothing wrong with that. But the sexy talk, don't introduce that yet. Resist the impulse. See if he can stay above the waist with his mind. Okay. He has told me that even if, like, I get weak, he would still stay strong and respect my boundary and my rule. Okay. So I really value that. He just continues to tell me that I'm worth it. Yeah. And that's the best fucking thing that a man can say to a woman. Regardless if they agree with the rule or not. That's, that will make my panties wet right there. Tell me I'm worth it. Tell me that you can control yourself. And that's hot. That's really fucking hot in my opinion. Back it up. Yes. Back it up with action. How are you feeling, my love? Oh, I'm feeling free. First of all, because my ex can't contact me again. And that makes me feel so great. But also that it's just so promising to meet a man that I can absolutely just be myself around and be free to be exactly who I am. He talks about my curves in such a positive way now and says that I look like Jessica Rabbit and Marilyn Monroe and that he just thinks that's so beautiful and I I like that of course because because if you like a skinny bitch I'm not your girl <laughs> like, I'm a thick curvy girl and he likes that so feel free to be just to look how I want to talk how I want to act how I want and he just thinks he sees me. He gets me, I think. And that makes me feel free as well. But, and I don't really want to just say that. I don't want to give these two men the responsibility for my freedom. I know that's mine, but I feel like I'm figuring it out. Yes. And that makes me feel free. I'm figuring it out. I'm stepping into who I am. I'm standing behind who I am. I'm okay with being who I am. And I'm okay with other people not liking who I am and not agreeing with who I am. So anyway, that's so much. I was telling my sister about you last night and you're very similar. She had 16 years of singleness. She speaks just like you. And my sister was like, I have to follow this woman. She sounds like me and I love her. And I'm like, she is. Like, you women have found your voice and speak it with authority. And as a result, you get what you fucking want. Yes. Even the Bible says you have not because you asked that. And... I think I've just been too timid to ask. And now I'm fucking asking. Yes. And it's coming. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome.
I love you so much. Holly. <laughs> yes. You're amazing. Amazing. Continue on, carry on. I am here for you at every turn. Thank you for taking a chance on me. I knew you were worth it. You make me want to cry. I really appreciate it. I love you, Holly. 100%. I love you too. 100%. 100%. Let's do this. Okay. Yes, let's do this. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye, love.